0: Welcome back, listeners. On this episode, I spoke to Michelle Lawler about her work on The Dropout. During our discussion, we fangirled over Katherine Hahn, chatted about working with Michael Showalter, questioned if she could humanize Elizabeth Holmes, and much more. I absolutely love this series, and I love the work that you've been doing over the past few years with Insecure and Nora from Queens, and all of that stuff. It's just, it you're just such a bright young, like cinematographer that I'm just so excited to sort of see emerge into the next chapter. Um,
1: it's, oh, thank you. That's very, that's very nice. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. It's been a really, yeah, it's been like a really. Um, It's been a really fun couple of years because you know, I also did the the shrink next door on Apple TV with Will Ferrell and Paul Rudd and I I like love that show so much. And you know, going right from that to the dropout was awesome. Well and you got
0: to work with Katherine Hahn, my favorite actress of
1: I think all she's a she's a total dreamboat. I think she's one of our greatest contemporary actresses. I mean, she's extraordinary. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. She's incredible. She's so good in that show. She's very like, um, she's so like in her body when she's on camera. Mm -hmm. Like she like, I feel like the character, she like gave the character this like lip twitch. Like when she was upset, like her bottom lip would start to quiver. And I was just like, you are amazing. She's amazing. She's totally amazing.
0: Well, I'm glad that someone can report back on that because I just, that is, That is great news for the world to hear. um, Honestly, totally, she's great. I still dream, but yeah. Um, But I want to start out with a somewhat strange question. Um, What is your thought of the this movement that we're having in terms of um, the this like scammer movement, if you will? where everyone just wants to sort of expose some of the, the dirty, grimy people of the tech world um, in Silicon Valley. What do you think is sort of spawning that, um, especially right I mean,
1: now I, all
0: at the same time?
1: Totally, I, I feel like I've been talking about this a lot with people, it's like, what is it? It's like, um, inventing Anna, the dropout, we crashed, super pumped what else is there? Um, the Tinder Swindler. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. There just, yeah, there seems to be a lot, a lot of that right now. But, you know, I think it's just a, a reflection of, like, where we're at. I mean, technology is so much a part of all of our lives. And also, like, I feel like we're in this place where it's, like, 19-year-olds are making, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars off of MFTs, like, you know, after school. It's just, like, we're just in such a crazy time where like commerce and technology merge in this way where there's like so much money to be made and like especially like young people growing up with computers like i feel like they just have i, I just think that the platforms we've we've built are very scammable you know and it's just it's just kind of a you know it's an interesting time i think also yeah i don't know i don't know Maybe that yeah. wasn't very clear. No, I, I can edit. Play. You can edit around all of the, the I don't knows.
0: <laughs> no, it's all good. No, I like the free flowing conversation. I. That's why I just, I wanted to just gauge your opinion on that because I honestly, I don't know because I I thought I was tech savvy when I was younger. And then it's just like, as you grow up you obviously be, either become more tech savvy or you kind of just stay in your lane. And I just, I feel like, I, like an like a stupid person because I don't know how to do any of the things like related to NFTs or you name it like it's just that's not I know
1: I was talking to a young person the other night and she um she left her job to pursue MFT stuff and she's like she's probably in her like early 30s or like late late 20s and she was talking to me and my girlfriend about MFTs and like it was literally like she was speaking another language. Like she was using all these phrases that I totally didn't know existed in terms of MFTs. Like she was talking about minting MFTs and like just all this like, all this wordage that I just did not understand about MFTs. I mean, I know what minting is, but there was just, you know, and it was just really interesting to just be like, wow, like, and and she's making tons of money. Mm -hmm. like she's making a bunch of money off mfts and she's just like into it and has like figured it out she's on all these online communities about mfts and she's talking about crypto and it's just a crazy time i'm sure like you know five years from now there's going to be four tv shows about you know bitcoin and cryptocurrency and mfts like it's just all you know yeah it's just like what's happening in our our culture right now is like technology people yeah. love a story about someone you know kind of duping people so we'll, we'll see what what shows come out about all that stuff yeah
0: uh, but anyway to get back to the um, <laughs> the show at hand um tangent how did
1: you first hear about the dropout um i was shooting the tv show or the or Liz, elizabeth holmes uh, let's start with the project, it's the, the dropout the show. Um, I was shooting Shrink Next Door with Michael Showalter and um, he, was, he was gonna do the dropout and he, he asked me if I, if I would wanna just kind of roll over to that and do that with him. Um, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I ended up doing the first uh, four episodes with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, so literally wrapped, shrunk next door, and then like two weeks later was back in the office with Michael uh, prepping the dropout. And what's it like working with uh, Michael? Michael's great. He's very um, collaborative. He has a lot of really great ideas and he's just very, um, he's really fun to work with. He has a lot, he has really good taste. You know, I think that, like, different people have different tastes, obviously, and I think it's about kind of, like, finding the people who, just where your tastes are similar, so you can kind of both just, like, feed each other's tastes, and I think that Michael and I just kind of, like, complement each other in in really good ways and have, like, a good free flow together. Um, Yeah, he's very, very collaborative and, and has a lot of great ideas and sort of a vision for for what he wants that kind of like guides everything you know Mm -hmm.
0: and then to go back to the question I mean what was your familiarity with Elizabeth Holmes before the show
1: I'd seen the dropout or the the inventor on HBO I'd seen the documentary and um Uh, You know, And she had been in the news. So after seeing the documentary, I I knew about her and I knew kind of like what she had done. And um, of course, when I saw the documentary, I was like, this is crazy. Um, So I knew about her. Um, And then when I did, when I signed on to do the show, I actually listened to um, Bad Blood uh, audiobook, which was the the carry you book that sort of informs the show. Mm -hmm. and um I'd be like you know the studio was like 45 minutes away from my house so like every day I'd commute and listen to it and there were times when I'd I'd show up at the production office and I'd just be like sitting in my car for like 10 minutes riveted like just trying to like finish the chapter because like I couldn't press pause you know um so it's, it's a really interesting story I mean especially when you get into like the nuts and bolts of what happened just all these people gave her so much money and like why were they giving her all this money? It's just a fascinating story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I completely agree. I I think that I keep going back to the. It's not even the the idea of the failed product. It's just the continued amount of money that people are pouring into her. And I'm just like, she doesn't have anything. Like you, like she has nothing to show you right now, and she hasn't shown you anything. So how do you just give her millions and millions of dollars? So I just I. I am on the edge of my seat waiting for it to drop every single, I mean, it's gonna drop tonight, um, episode, I think six
1: now. I think we're on that. Oh, time. right. Yeah, episode six comes out tonight, yeah.
0: Yeah, so exactly. I'm just, I'm like, I'm completely on the edge right now. Um, but I mean, what were the early conversations like in terms of how you wanted to shoot Elizabeth? Like, how did you want to capture her essence her being um, because a lot of, I mean, a lot of the sort of setup is really in close-ups, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, but how did, what were those early conversations like?
1: Uh, Michael and I talked, you know, we talked about a lot of different movies. Like I knew, you know, we knew that, you know, at the beginning of of Elizabeth Holmes, like before they moved into Theranos, which is like the big, uh, Page Mill building. Mm. Um, we knew that she kind of had these like scrappy things, you know, like where they're they're in this Palo Alto location that's like kind of like a shitty uh, office building, and and we just talked a lot about like what what that arc is, like where does she begin and where does she end? It's like she starts in this like college scrappy place, and then she like moves into this like you know billion dollar, billions of dollar company. Um, So just like, how do we track that progression? And I think also like the sort of like visual arc of the show also have to credit Kat Smith, our production designer a lot. Like she was really instrumental in kind of like just making the worlds feel so different. Like that first, you know, that first office that we're in is so, it was actually, we actually shot that in our production office. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, like the first three episodes we shot, we had a floor in our production office that we kept empty, and we turned that into our production office, and like all the hallways and stuff with um, Don Lucas and all that stuff is in our production office. Like our stage is like right outside. Mm. Um, So... That was interesting. And as a DP too, like when they're like, oh, we're gonna shoot at the production office, they're like, oh God, red flag, red flag. But it like, it really like, it looked, I, I thought it turned out great. And it was right for that environment. Like we needed like a shitty office and that's exactly, you know, what it was. But um, so, you know, we talked a lot about visually what that art could be. And also like, it, it was really important to Michael and I that we just really be, with Elizabeth, like always trying to be sort of in her perspective with her, like she's always in a hurry, she's always moving, she's always like trying to move forward, move forward, move forward, and just trying to really just be with her and go with her and kind of always be like moving with her and kind of grounded in her perspective, Mm
0: -hmm. essentially. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I think we're pretty successful in that. Like, I, I think like when I watch the first, when I, when I watch it, the episodes, I haven't seen past episode five, but um, I feel like you are really kind of with her in the show. Like you feel her, the pressure mounting and like her anxiety and kind of like the things that she's kind of clocking, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that's something that we really wanted to, to do. Yeah,
0: no, I, I, I definitely feel that. I mean, I just, I I don't know who has anxiety, her or myself. Um, no, uh, but it it's, I mean, it's just a, it's a fascinating character study. Um, and I, I just, I love it. Um, I mean, and what were some, I mean, besides the COVID of it all, I mean, I know that you guys were moving very, very quickly. I know you had multiple units um, working, but what were some of the other challenges that you guys sort of Uh, faced on
1: this particular project? I think um, that, you know, the dropout was particularly hard just because like, you know, it's an ensemble show. So you have, you know, especially in like the first, again, I haven't seen the later episodes, but in my episodes in one through four, it's like we would have so many scenes where it was just like, you know, five people like moving and doing things and there's all this intercutting action and like, you know, we, in the beginning, it's like, we kind of thought, oh, this is, we're gonna build a lot of sets and it's gonna be a lot on stage, but it actually ended up being a very location heavy show. Um, And, you know, when you have like, you know, we'd be shooting in one location with like five actors and then we'd move to another location and then have like a big walk and talk. And then we'd have to move to another location and, and shoot some stuff outside. Like it was just, we were constantly moving and just ha- like Elizabeth, and just had like so much work to do, you know? And it was just like a very, it was just a lot, was a lot to do in one day, every day. Like we didn't have any sort of easy days. And I think that, you know, the location of it all with the, how like the giant, like the massive scope of the show was, w- was challenging. And also like the, um, I think too, like it just goes through so many periods so there's just so much to track, you know, it's like in the first four episodes, it's like, she's a kid, she's in high school, she's in college, she's starting this company and she moves to the big, the big page mill place. It's like, she just has like such this huge trajectory that we, we follow. So I think like kind of tracking all of that, like when I watched the show now, I'm just like, wow, like I can't believe how much we did in four episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's in Beijing, you know, yeah. and just there's so much happening, which is really fun. Like it was fun to like, it, it was fun to just see her go through all those different different parts of her life. You know, yeah, um, it, it is. Yeah. It, it is incredible to think about the amount
0: of time you guys have covered in sort of this the four epi- or the four episodes that you're in, and then you get down to the final few in those last few episodes. So um, I'm interested to see how they're going to sort of draw that out if they do. Um, so it, I'm, I'm very interested to see how the show ends. Um, obviously we know how it yeah. ends. And
1: I mean like Beijing, for example, like we, you know, we shot that downtown LA and just filled it with um, cars from the time, cars from Beijing, like, just all this background, all these extras, um, traffic, bikes, you know, it was just all these elements, but that was just like a piece of what we had to do that day. You know, like I feel like normally that would maybe kind of like be your day and then maybe you have another scene, but we just had like, that was such a massive day. Like we had, you know, we had to recreate re-cre- a Beijing street and then we moved to this other street and created this like Beijing alleyway um, and did this big, you know, nighttime scene with all these all these extras in this Beijing alleyway. And um, yeah, they were just all really big, big, big days. You yeah. know, it was very challenging. It was fun to like, um, you know, I feel like when you're shooting a show like that, you're just really in the pocket and just in it and like getting it done, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I mean, what did... What do you think is the like the perfect shot that sort of defines this show for you?
1: I think one shot that kind of encapsulates uh, Elizabeth's that was really fun is um when we're we're on the boat and um she kind of like throws the um this isn't about like lighting or even camera, but like when she throws the 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 life jacket overboard. And she's just like, get the fucking money. It's like the first time you like really see her sort of like let go. And this like animal part of her like kind of comes out. Um, and then she goes back to the office and she like fires a bunch of people. So I I thought that that was a really good uh, pivotal moment for her character. Yeah, no, that, that's a
0: good one. That I was going to ask about the vote earlier and that is a very good perfect shot I, I
1: have to say the boat was crazy yeah. <laughs> the boat was crazy yeah a bunch of people got really seasick Ooh. and um and we could only have minimal crew on the boat and um like two people went down super hard and were very sick below deck while we were while we were shooting
0: um
1: yeah it was that was crazy
0: what is the thing that you learned about Elizabeth Holmes that shocked you the most.
1: I mean, I think what what the most interesting thing for me was was just to watch her just like how she how amanda how she was able to hold all of the pressure and all of the like mounting pressure that she had and she just was so laser focused like to see that sort of played out was really interesting to me and just like how you need to just so compartmentalize everything so you can just keep pushing forward Um, I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, I think when you watch the documentary, you're just kind of, you know, you kind of see her being interviewed and you see interviews with other people. But I think in the show, you get to really like see her like struggling under the weight of all of the mounting pressure that she's under, you know? And I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm.
0: And can you humanize her? Um, Have you been able to find a way to humanize her?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think that, like, you know, I personally, I feel like men do what Elizabeth Holmes did all the time. You know, like, you know, and I just think that, like, sadly, what's interesting about her is that, like, in our culture is that like she did it and she's a woman you know it's like but it's like it's like people, things like that happen all the time I, I think like i actually i mean i know what she did was was really was was bad and you know especially like when you think about people who um who were getting these tests at walgreens and like making these really important decisions about their lives based on false results and having all these experiences that are traumatic because of false results like that's terrible you know and I I really get that and I think that also that was really sort of like revealed to me like the scene when she's um when she's doing the tests the trial the Pfizer trial with the cancer patients I mean that was like I I was really surprised that, not surprised, but I was like shocked that she did that. I mean, that's that's terrible, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think like, it's crazy that she built like a company worth billions of dollars when she was like in her twenties and she had all these people behind her. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's extraordinary that she was able to do that. Yeah. No, I I think- Uh, what And I think she was also young. Like I feel like when she started doing it, she was young. Like she didn't have like the life experience to like navigate something like that. And I think she just like kept getting kind of lucky. And then, you know, it just builds and builds and builds until you're just like, it's just so big. You just can't get out from underneath it. And obviously she made terrible decisions and, you know, but it's it's pretty extraordinary what she what she was able to like get away with, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't even, for me, I don't even know if it's what she got away with. I think it's the persistence that she like did not give up and she was not going to give up like however many obstacles were in her way. I just, I think that's, that's sort of the thing that at least humanizes her for me. Um, but, but yeah, no it, it is hard watching the like the, the cancer patient scene and having to sort of be like, how could you do that? Um, but uh, I don't know it's, it's it's hard but I mean those are what the great shows do. they make you think. Um, and so, um, so mm-hmm.
1: this is obviously making everyone think right now. Um, and I think Amanda did such a good job. like she just I mean, Amanda was amazing. She was really uh, phenomenal to work with. And I just think she, she, when I'm watching the show, like just the little, the little things that she does in her performance that Elizabeth Holmes does is just very, she just, I feel like she just killed that role. She did such a good job. Um, And I mean,
0: what do you hope that viewers take away from the show and what did you take away from this particular project?
1: I took a lot away from this project. I mean, I, it was really, you know we shot the first four episodes for many months and um, especially like shooting during COVID like it's such a weird, um, it was just such a, a big show to do and like, you know we just had so much to do all the time we're moving very quickly and you know the cast on the show was so incredible like all of their performances were so amazing and like my crew was like working so hard and they were just all so incredible and I just I think I came away from that project just being like really proud of just like sort of the community that you're able to build on a, on a TV show when you're, when you're all just so focused on, on one thing and one goal that you're all trying to get done every day. Um, I just, I, I came away feeling really like proud of the work that we had done and just like the, the team that we had built. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So.
0: And for the audience, you know, I hope
1: they, they walk away feeling like they, I mean, I, I the show to me doesn't feel like a TV show. Like it feels more sort of like a, like a film. And I hope, I, you know, I hope that they, they, they walk away feeling like they, they watched a film and got to really like, um, I mean, for me, I think it was interesting to just, be inside of, of Elizabeth Holmes' perspective a little bit more, like you read so much about her in the news, and like you watch the documentary and you hear all these people talking about her, but but kind of like see, seeing her really like make choices and like have agency and kind of like really going through it. Um, yeah, that doesn't really make sense. No, I don't no, know. All good. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. Uh, I know you. I have either wrapped or are working on a musical. um, And I don't know how much you can say about said musical.
1: Um, I just wrapped a musical that uh, Larry Charles directed called We're Fucking Identical Twins. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a a musical uh, and um, Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson wrote it and are in it and uh, Megan Mullally's in it. Nathan Lane is in it, and Megan The Stallion is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, two heavy hitting Megans, um, and it, it was really fun. I think it'll maybe come out, maybe maybe the end of the year, maybe early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really fun. I think people are gonna. Um, it, it's like nothing I've ever done. I'll put it. I'll put it there. I like that. Uh, yeah it's really fun lots lots of lots of good stuff in that one
0: and then what else is next for you
1: um i'm not sure i'm you know i'm reading a bunch of scripts um kind of seeing like what's what's next i don't have anything lined up right now but i'm i'm reading a lot of material and kind of seeing what what i what what's next nice nice yeah
0: Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.